The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. At that time, Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the Jordan River as they acknowledged their sins. When he saw so many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warns you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce good fruit as evidence of your repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God can raise up children of Abraham from these stones. Even now the axe lies at the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that does not bear fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I am baptizing with water for repentance, but the one who is coming after me is mightier than I. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, once again, uh, we're in the Advent season, and so one of the things that I, I challenged everyone to last week was the 1% challenge. 1% of your day, 14 minutes and 24 seconds to prayer, to dedicated prayer, to specifically meditate on some scripture. And uh, it started January, December, 1, December 1st, um, and uh, I hope it's going okay for you. For those who don't know what it is, well, I'll challenge you now. Today is the third, so we're, we're starting off a little bit late, but that's okay. You can, what I would suggest is don't try to catch up. Just start on the third um, and spend 1% of your day. Now, already today, coming to Mass, you're spending more than 1% of your day. Yes, okay. Uh, but you would normally do this even outside of the season of Advent. So this is kind of a growing edge where, where we want to grow a little bit. We don't want to just stay the same. And I think that's one of the realities that we all hopefully acknowledge is that we don't presume that we're perfect. We don't presume that we're, we're good enough. There's an aspect of acknowledging our humanity and an acknowledgement of repentance that changes, that we should change the way that we act. Uh, there is an aspect which... God loves us exactly the way that we are. But there's also an aspect that he has made us for so much more than specifically we are right now. And so there is a goodness to be able to acknowledge that, you know what, I've got more to grow. I've got more to learn. I've got more to become who God is calling me to be. And especially if you're struggling in some ways in your life, I find um, one of the areas that most is, is, is the biggest obstacle to growing in the spiritual life 
isn't a great spiritual director. It's not reading the right book. It's not having the right environment or the right place. The biggest obstacle to growth in the spiritual life is just not praying. I hear it often where someone wants to grow. They want to do the right thing. They want to rid them their life of sin. And maybe they keep on sinning in the same way or they keep on struggling in the same way. Maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's just a struggle of understanding who God is, who they are. And they come to Mass. Great. But then when they go home and throughout the week, which the week is crazy, absolutely, and they don't pray, well, there's only so much that we can do to help change that, right? We've got to make certain things to change in our life in order to be able to start to change. And I think sometimes we want to go zero to 100. Okay, well, uh, let's, let's slow down a little bit. Uh, let's just try 1%. 1%. 14 minutes and 24 seconds. Let's just try that. Not for the rest of your life. Let's just try it for the month of December. Let's fight for that, okay? After December, reevaluate. Try to figure it out again. Try to see what works. But for this December, I challenge you to 14 minutes and 24 seconds, reading some scripture, pulling out, pulling out your Bible. I've just been using my phone and setting my phone on Do Not Disturb and using an, uh, a Bible app on my phone and, and just praying that and sitting in silence, steering it. Uh, it's been good for me. It's been a good challenge for me uh, during this December, and I, I want it to be a good challenge for you as well. Now, why is this, again, this is so important because I think we all desire to grow spiritually. And the first step is making small steps, and this is a small step. Uh, St. John the Baptist, uh, who we hear about in the gospel today, might approach it a little bit differently, okay, right? He uh, he sees some holy people, some Pharisees and Sadducees who know the law, who follow the law, but maybe don't pray or really have the, as much intention as they should. And so they come out to him. Now, what I find amazing is that John the Baptist is one of these characters that you look at him and he is crazy. He's certifiably crazy, okay? He's wearing camel hair. He's got a, you know, he's got a belt. He's eating locusts and honey. The honey part sounds good, the locust not so much. And he's out in the wilderness saying these crazy things, and he's yelling at people. He's calling people brood. The people who are coming out to him, he calls a brood of vipers, and yet they still want to be baptized by him. What that says is that even though that he's a little bit crazy, he's crazy in a good way. Okay? If he was crazy like someone who wasn't in touch with reality, people wouldn't go out to him. His crowd wouldn't grow. But yet, even the Pharisees and the Sadducees see something in him and realizing maybe he's got more, in, he's more in touch with reality uh, than maybe his eating of locusts and honey necessarily lets on. And so they approach him and they want to learn from him. And what he is doing, his message isn't, isn't uh, really complicated. It's not intellectual. It's not a huge insight. It's repeating what has been said again and again and again in Scripture. And I'll say it again here. Repent. Repent. God wants us to produce good fruit. 
But if we don't repent, if we don't change our life, then bad consequences will happen. Not right away, but they are coming. And we want to avoid that. And how do we know whether we've really repented? I think one of the biggest temptations is uh, the temptation of presumption, which is what John the Baptist, do not presume to say to yourselves, well, we have Abraham as our father. We're good to go. We don't need to worry about it. We're set. And I think Christians can do the same things. Catholics can do the same things. Well, I'm Catholic. I receive the sacraments. I'll, I'll receive, you know, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll go to confession when I get old. No, don't presume upon something other than the repentance and true fruit. If we want to know whether we're presuming, I would evaluate our heart to be able to say whether we say that we repent, but nothing ever changes. Okay? Repentance necessitates change in our life. Now, uh, that doesn't mean, again, Tomorrow, everything's going to be better. And you're going to be perfect. You're going to fix everything. But it does mean that that struggle is engaged. If you want to get faster in running, you don't just, you expect yourself to have to work hard and slowly change and get faster and stronger. The same thing in the spiritual life with repentance. But there are some solid things that we need to do. If you, uh, within the confessional even, that repentance for certain things are, are black and white. If you stole $1,000 from somebody, or if you stole a car from somebody, you can't, con- you can't say that you're sorry for it and continue to profit from that stealing. That's just not real repentance. It's not real. It's not repentance. However, there are some things that are a little bit more not as black and white, right? Maybe... Uh, again, in that specific case, you, you stole a car, then you sold it, and then you lost all your money, okay? Well, again, there, there's kind of this, again, a little bit of gray area. Okay, you're not benefiting from it. You want to repent. Now you need to act in that way, you know? Um, and so there's an aspect of repentance, of changing our life always. And I think that good repentance, authentic repentance, a true repentance, a way that isn't uh, just beating ourselves up and saying, I'm bad, but is a repentance that turns us in our direction towards the Lord in a way that the Holy Spirit is actually guiding us, needs to be rooted in prayer, needs to be rooted in prayer during this season. And that's why I'll point you back again to the 1% challenge. And maybe you can't make the 1% to 15 minutes. Well, I encourage you make, make 1% of that, <laughs> okay? Start, start with just a few minutes. Start with something. Start with consistency and build from there. If we do that, if we truly are repenting, if we're really tr- turning our life towards God, we should see fruit. Now, the fruit is sometimes hard to discern. Again, it's not always black and white and really clear, like all of a sudden you're successful, all of a sudden you have no struggles in your life, nothing bad ever. That's, that's not it. It often is much more complex uh, to a degree. But we should, if we have authentic repentance, we start to see small fruit start to come about. And sometimes it's just in our family's lives. 
Sometimes it's in our friends' lives where we start to see. Sometimes it's in our own life of just greater peace, even if it isn't a complete perfection of our life in the short run. This Advent season is one that is certainly always uh, crazy. It's crazy because there's so much going on. There's so many activities. There's so much preparation. There's so many parties. There's so many things to prepare for. And again, I just encourage us to still enjoy those things. Still (laughs) take joy in the season because it is a great time to be joyful and to be different. But remind yourself of the reason for the season. Remind yourself that once again, we need to prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus Christ like John the Baptist does today. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent and bear good fruit. And uh, it's more than just prayer, but the only authentic way that it happens is that it starts with prayer. And so let us start there and then see where it goes. God wants good things to happen. He wants something uh, much better and much more fruitful than we can ever imagine. And so let us be open to that and, uh, and seek that, uh, not in some distant future, but here today with this Mass, uh, with our prayers, and with uh, our 1% uh, throughout this December season.